appearing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Here we go. We are off and running with the SEC Media Days in the background. Please like and subscribe to this video and you'll hear more. We wanted to thank our friends at Biles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. I'll tell you more about them here momentarily. But it was SEC Media Days this week, the unofficial kickoff to football season. John Adams with the Knoxville News Sentinel is everywhere. Fantastic podcast as well with the News Sentinel and you can read him the USA Today Network. And, John, one of the biggest storylines at SEC Media Days is who's number two. Who's number two in the SEC East? And spoke to a lot of our mutual friends there. And um, it was it was split, but I'd say the majority thought Tennessee would be in second. Yeah, I think uh, South Carolina is getting attention for that spot, too. Some people like uh, Kentucky. I don't, but some people do. You also could say the same for the SEC West. Uh, once you go behind Alabama, a lot of different teams are, are drawing attention there. Arkansas is among them. Um, even Ole Miss. You don't know how Ole Miss might do with all the transfers, but it fared well at that last year. Um, Texas A&M, of course, and LSU could be pretty good under Brian Kelly. I think that adds to, to a lot of the preseason interest, but it's still – it's still significant, I think, that not many people really think anyone's about to knock off Alabama or Georgia in the East, despite all the guys Georgia lost to the NFL. Well, I'll tell you who I picked uh, second in the SEC East, right after I tell you about Biles Automotive Group. It starts with integrity. We want appreciate and need your business. That's Biles Automotive Group on Callahan. It's integrity, guys, I'm telling you. And they've got the selection. They've got the service department to take care of your ride. So I went with Tennessee number two in the SEC East. John, um, where where are you predicting uh, Tennessee in the East? Well, great minds think alike. So I I have Tennessee second also. Um, I just think Tennessee has so much offense. To average 39.3 points per game last year with a pretty average-looking cast of players. Some of those guys were were better than I thought they would because I'd seen them during the Jeremy Pruitt regime, and shockingly, they didn't uh, fare so well. But uh, I, I just think uh, I like Tennessee, and then I like South Carolina. I think South Carolina's helped itself immensely in the transfer portal. Think about this. South Carolina last year rotated four quarterbacks, including one guy just plucked off its coaching staff, a graduate assistant coach, and they made him a quarterback. Um, So now it goes from that to Spencer Rattler, who who I think, strangely enough, is underrated. He's completed 70% of his passes at Oklahoma in two seasons. And just because the last season – Didn't go so well. It was as though he's damaged goods now, but they've got the receivers. And and I think one of the best games of this year, of this season, could be Tennessee at South Carolina. I think you might need 45 points to win that game. 
Yeah, I think so too. And speaking of scoring a lot of points, I I look at Tennessee and I stood next to Cedric Tillman. It was my first time standing next to him. Well, he's a, uh, he's every bit 6'3", if not 6'4", maybe even a little above that. Um, and given his speed, seeing him in person, I'm curious where you rank him among the best receivers in the SEC. Well, he's he's right near the top. Um, I mean, I, I like him more than Jermaine Burton, who transferred from Georgia to Alabama. Burton has great breakaway speed, but what's so good about Cedric Tillman? He does a lot of things, and I love those receivers that when the ball is in the air, you think they're going to get it, and he's one of those guys, and he runs good routes, too, and he, he's been a perfect fit for Heupel's offense, so... I, I can't – oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm leaving out Kayshawn Booty at LSU. He's probably combination of speed, elusiveness. He might be the best guy. But uh, I would say Tillman's right behind him. Yeah, but if I would have told you this time last year, talking about one of the elite receivers, and one that had already gone on to the NFL in Bayless last year, and one of the – uh, preseason candidates for all SEC and quarterback as well. That would have been a pretty stunning statement in July of 2021. Yeah, I think a lot of people would call you an idiot or something similar to that. I've been called that. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, but yeah, you. It, it's really interesting how Josh Heupel was able to get more out of some guys that had just kind of been hanging around under... Jeremy Pruitt, the way Cedric Tillman uh, blossomed, you used the right word. It was it was pretty stunning. And even Vadles Jones did so much better under Heupel than he did under Pruitt. Um, he, you're right, he did. I, I, you know, and I look at the way that uh, uh, Tennessee is, is able to move the ball. And I think you've and I have talked about this before, and I asked Josh Heupel about this. The importance of a four-minute offense to give his uh, his defense a break. The thing he said, quite simply, is you've got to be able to run the ball to do that. It was kind of like an old-school answer that we we kind of sometimes overthink, and then all of a sudden he just says, "Oh, you just got to run the football." Oh, yeah, that's right. Most of his teams have been able to do that, and uh, I didn't think he had a great running back core going into last season at all. And uh, it performed much better than I thought it would. Um, so I, I kind of expect the same thing. I think Tennessee will be able to run the run the ball. All of his teams, whether he was at Central Florida or he was at Missouri as an offensive coordinator, they were able to run the ball, and he usually ran the ball by committee. He never wore out one guy. Had a lot of different guys, two, three, maybe even four guys that he used in the running game. Yeah, they um... – Tennessee's skill position players, I, th- I think, are sometimes a little maybe underrated because of the offense that they're in. You expect somebody just to step in there, put the keys in the ignition, and take off. I mean, they're, they're a pretty talented bunch. I think uh, so much was made of Jalen Hyatt uh, this spring. Coaches were very flowery in their praise of him. He's been here two seasons. 
highly recruited player who'd been just kind of okay. You would see glimpses of his potential, but you never saw it uh, game after game, game after game, or play after play. So he gives Tennessee speed in the, the slot receiver. And then if you add Brew McCoy, if he, in fact, will be eligible this season, the transfer from Southern California, he was dismissed from that program. Um, that's a really solid group of receivers. And, and guys with a good combination of both speed and height. And height. I, I see what you did there. You can watch Tennessee high <laughs> pull. That's good. Uh, you can watch Tennessee play at Big Orange Phillies right there in the heart of Halls. It's on Maynard Pike, Big Orange Phillies. And Big Orange Phillies has fantastic food if you're looking for something hot or cold. If you're looking for something to do, they've got billiards, they've got darts, they've got karaoke, they've got it all at Big Orange Phillies. Great place in North Knoxville. So, John, as far as second, as we play second fiddle to no one, Second in the West is was difficult too. When I actually sat down to do it, I, I thought, man, the East is the challenging one, but really the West was pretty challenging too. I went with AM, but I didn't feel great about it. I went with AM too. Um, I just think it's more the more solid choice. And I think what could happen with AM's great recruiting class, I think there are a number of those guys that will contribute and really bolster the depth chart. I think they could really help A&M down a tough stretch in the SEC West there at the end of the season. I think that could make a difference. Um, I like Max Johnson, the LSU transfer at quarterback. I think he'll be the guy there. He's a very accurate passer. He plays well under duress, and he got plenty of practice at that at LSU playing under duress. I mean, it seemed to me he was always – scrambling for his life when he when he let a pass loose so I, I like uh i like the aggies there but there are other teams i might put uh, arkansas there if not for its schedule that that is a really difficult schedule and when you play in the sec west why in the world would you play at byu a top 20 team with 20 starters returning why would you play against cincinnati and why would you play even Liberty? I mean, Liberty's been pretty good the last few years under uh, Hugh Freeze. So that, to me, is a really strenuous schedule. Now, I don't think Arkansas can win at BYU. So I think that schedule will take its toll. It might be, if not for the schedule, it might be the best pick. But then I look at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Ole Miss really helped itself with transfers. And Mississippi State's one of the most experienced teams in the country and has a proven quarterback in Will Rogers. So there are a lot of ways to go in the in the West. And I think Brian Kelly will make LSU better immediately. I think uh, – I, I just think that was a different – Ed Orgeron, I think, was just kind of mailing it in there at the end. Uh, and I think LSU has a lot more talent than it showed last season. No, I would agree with that. Brian Harson was at SEC Media Days, and he had – one uh, very large officer that was escorting him and another one that looked like an undercover officer or at least an un a person that wanted to look like an undercover officer. Nevertheless, I think he's obviously the coach that's on the hottest seat headed into this season. Uh, 
I doubt seriously he'll be there at Auburn in 2023. But the coach most likely to not be at his job and at SEC Media Days in 2023, not named Brian Harson, is? Well, that's a tough one. Because usually you go into an SEC season, and there are several guys you think, man, if things – if things don't go right early on, this guy could be in big trouble. I don't think anybody saw what happened to Dan Mullen at Florida last year coming. No. But I have a really hard time. I actually wrote a column on this. Who would be the next most likely guy on the hot seat? And I settled on Eli or Eliah Drinkowitz, whatever you want to call him, at Missouri. I yeah. don't know if, if Missouri cares enough to make a change, but it's just a, to me, that's a tough job in the conference and he's recruited better, but you're not seeing the results on the field and losing that bowl game to army in the last minute is one of those things that kind of sticks with the coach. And when things are not going well, you reference back to that and say, well, look, he couldn't even stop army from marching the length of the field in the last minute in that bowl game. So I would probably pick him, and I don't even know who else would be under consideration. Though, as I said, things can happen very quickly in this league. True. I, I phrased that question purposefully in a tricky sort of way. You're such a, a trickster. I, yes, I'm wild. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. So what about coaches that might not be there for their own choice? Uh, I would give you the uh, – would you take Nick Saban or Lane Kiffin? I wouldn't take either one of those guys. Nick Saban will be there. He's not going anywhere. Been told – okay, We so you think Lane – you wouldn't take Lane Kiffin? No, because I don't – Lane Kiffin couldn't get any – he couldn't get any love elsewhere last year. Coming off a historic season at Ole Miss. Yeah, I think he has that itch for sure. But the question is, will another job come open? You mentioned Saban. Um, we could say this every year and eventually we'd be right. You know, this is the year that he's going to retire. Eventually we would be correct. Uh, however, I've, I've heard some things and just enough chatter that makes this year feel a little bit different. Um I'm not sure that he will. I think the 2025 game at West Virginia, where he's from, would be a pretty neat way to go out if he wanted to do that. I will stand firmly by this, though. Whenever he retires, there's not going to be some farewell tour. It's going to be press conference called about two weeks after the season, and he's done. Done. Yeah, it, uh, I think a lot of fans would like to see a good riddance tour. I mean... A lot of people, that's their, that's a dream. He, uh, Nick Saban leaving would be a dream come true. It completely would alter the SEC landscape. But listening to him at uh, SEC media days, and I know coaches can say anything, and he's certainly good at that. But if you look at his career and look what he does, he's not a guy with any hobbies. He's in really good shape for his age. What's he going to do? You know, you, he still, I think his favorite thing is to get out there on the practice field and work with the DBs. That was his, the position he coached when he 
when he started out. So I just think he still likes this, not just because he says he does, but I just don't know what would, why he would want to leave right now. It, to me, the only thing would be if a health issue came up. That, to me, would would might cause him to leave. Yeah, I, I guess that certainly could cause him to leave, obviously. Um, I don't know what he would do when, when he retires. Um, I wonder how many teams and how many fan bases, let's say, in the SEC would say, okay, I'll take a losing season if Nick Saban retires. Now that is today's tough question, so to speak. Brought to you by Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. Viles Automotive Group will take care of you because they are all about integrity. How many teams would just, how many fan bases would say losing season, Nick Saban retires? Auburn, definitely. Georgia wouldn't tolerate a losing season. Neither would A&M at this juncture. Though their Correct. fans would love to see him depart. Uh, Correct. LSU wouldn't either because it, it it hates losing too much. Tennessee? I don't no, know. I, no, I think Tennessee's expectations are too high. I don't think their fan base will be – I think if Tennessee had a losing season, Nick Saban retired, they would walk away feeling shortchanged. Uh, I, I wonder about Ole Miss. I mean, sometimes it feels like they're as much out there to have fun as, as really win football games because they enjoy it when Lane Kiffin lights the tree for Christmas and does funny tweets and signs mustard bottles. But you know, if they could potentially beat Alabama every once in a while because Nick Saban retired, I wonder about Ole Miss if they'd say, all right, one losing season. I don't think so because Ole Miss beat him under Hugh Freeze. And what did it do for them? It it ended up <coughs> – I get really choked up. This is emotional for me, talking about Nick Saban leaving. I want him to stay here forever, so I apologize yes. for the coughing I get, outburst. I, I get choked up when you talk about Hugh Freeze. It's personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't go too far down that road. No. But, yeah, I mean, he beat them two times in a row. But still, I mean, you are talking about the, the most dominant program in uh, the history of college football. So, I mean, to see that go away, I mean, I think there'd be something there for Mississippi State, too. Uh, I think there are a handful of fan bases that if you actually polled them, would you give up a, uh, a winning season for Nick Saban or Hunt? I think there are a few out there. John, as far as uh, moving forward, you talked about a lot of the transfers, and there are a lot. You mentioned South Carolina, Ole Miss, uh, Alabama brings in a running back, and uh, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. And th- there there are going to be some surprises out there from the transfer standpoint. Is there any one player in particular that could, could be the 2022 Hendon Hooker? Uh, yeah, there there are a number of candidates for that. Uh, there, well, I mean, I mean there are also is there, is there one that stands out in particular? Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. What are you expecting to gain? I think Alabama. We're talking about a team that can win the national championship. Of course, Alabama's defense is at its best when it has two really good cover corners. 
It has one in Kool-Aid McKistry. So what does it do? It goes out and gets a transfer from LSU, um, a preseason All-American in Eli Ricks. He was hurt last year, but if he's 100%, they've kind of got exactly what Alabama's defense needs, two lockdown cornerbacks. So I think in terms of the championship race, that could be the most significant one. The other one, I mean, overall, though, to me, South Carolina got a guy that was considered the front runner for the Heisman last year, Spencer Rattler, going into that Oklahoma season. Um, so the what what South Carolina made up at one position, and to think it won seven games last year, I see no reason why it couldn't win nine this season. He's worth two more wins. Yeah, very possible. Big Orange Philly is a great place to watch sports. I know a lot of people that love to hang out and, I don't know, eat great food, drink a beverage, and watch a game. Yeah, that's the place to do it. Big Orange Philly. You'll have a fantastic time. The thing that I really want to be sure to mention, it's family-friendly, family-oriented, and you're going to love Big Orange Phillies. So check them out. They're in North Knoxville. Uh, on Maynardville Pike, very convenient anywhere in North Knoxville. You'll love them. Big Orange Phillies and Biles Automotive Group, Group brings you this Balls report. For John Adams, I'm Dave Hooker. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports.